0: I think we need to listen more, just sit in it and really hear somebody and being like, man, I caused them pain, but this isn't about me. This is, this is about them. So what it is, what is it can, that I can do to help them feel better
1: Thank you for joining us. You are now tuned into Trish Chat, a series that aims to normalize vulnerability through conversation. Our episodes promote meaningful dialogue around identity, culture, and real-life stories. We are your hosts, Steph and Jess, and everything you'll hear in our episodes are based on personal experiences. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Trish Chat, or welcome back. My name is Steph, and I'm here with Jess. What's up, Jess? Hello, hello. Hello. It is day 700 of quarantine, or at least it feels that way. So I'm sending you all some light and some peace and some love because for those of us in areas where there are seasons and it is winter and daylight savings and lots of the things that are happening, uh Or that have happened in the last couple of weeks in the u s it's been a lot agreed, yes, even back, our dog <laughs> like, mm-hmm. um so hope everybody's doing a little bit of whatever it is that they can do to ground themselves, whether that be to drink a glass of water to sit in silence to um make your favorite meal, to eat your favorite meal, to hold hands with your people that live in your household or your partner, to FaceTime with friends, to FaceTime with loved ones, whatever it may be. Agreed. So now that we have started on that very sad note, Let me try and pick it up a little. Um, I'm really excited about today's episode because it's something that I struggle with and I am excited to talk about it. Before we jump into it, I want to ask everyone if you have enjoyed any of our episodes, if any of our episodes have helped you in whatever journey you're on in life, please share with a friend or a loved one. Please also rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so that our podcasts and our episodes can touch more people and more lives. Thank you in advance. Now that I have done my infomercial, (laughs) um, let's talk about the topic. So a little while ago, um, we shared a post on our page and it was about apologizing. It was a post that was Posted by Latinx Parenting. It was originally um, created by someone named Dilashi Art. I, I hope that's the way you pronounce it Dilashi Art. Um, and they are tagged um, in that post as well. So thank you for creating this content. And it is all about apologizing and the ways in which. We repeat cycles in terms of the way that our parents apologized. And I never thought about that. Um, just thinking about like I thought about apologies and like, I'm sorry, like that's an I apologize, but I didn't think about the ways in which my parents apologize to me. And the examples that they use in this post are like, you want something from the store, you want to run errands with me, you know I love you, or just no apology at all. And how we can continue those cycles in life. And it was something that Jess and I wanted to explore um, and specifically explore within the also framework of just like conflict resolution and how that was modeled for us as children and how that has shown up for us later on in life. Because I mean, I'm all fucked up um, from that. And that, that one post, this is where social media can be very helpful. Right. Like this is one of those where it can just like um, bring up those like that curiosity um, for exploration. So I'm really excited to talk about it. And I think per usual, you know, we always go back to our childhoods when we talk about the topic. So I want to ask you, Jess, how was conflict resolution modeled for you as a child?
2: Yeah.
0: I'm trying to think back to see how to remember how I like saw people in my life apologize to each other and I I honestly can't remember how that even how that if I even saw that in like any formal way um I think when I think back to it for me when Like using my mom as an example, if I were to get into a fight with my mom or my mom did something that upset me, she never, I don't, I, you know, and forgive me, mom, if you're listening to this and Mm. and I'm getting this completely wrong, but I don't remember a time where she sat me down and said, I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. Her way of apologizing to me was kind of the examples you gave, like, she would cook me my favorite meal or she's like, oh, dinner's ready. Or she'd, you know, she'd say, oh, you, do you want to come with me to this? Or, hey, I'm watching this movie. Do you want to watch it with me? Like, it would be this moment of like, you would make me upset. We'd get into a fight, an argument or disagree. Time would pass. And then there would be no discussion about what actually happened. It was just brushed over with a comment of like, let's do this thing together," or here, I got you something or mm. like to do so, like an act of service, I guess yeah. is what she would do. And yeah. and that was her way of saying, Hey, I'm sorry. Are we good? Um, so we never really talked about why I was upset or why she was upset or anything like that. And so it's been really interesting to think about how that's affected me as an adult and how like how, what I need as an apology and how yeah. I apologize. And i I know we're going to get into that.
1: Um, but go ahead. How did, I guess I'm also interested in like, you have to get to the point where when there's a conflict, you have to get to the point where I think someone gives in. I'm, that's not the right word where someone recognizes that a, an apology is needed or where someone Asks for the apology. How did how did your your conflict or your fights how did how did that end Was it just like you both walked away from each other like yeah. whatever this is not gonna get resolved Yeah, I think that when I fought with my mom, it would
0: it would get very heated, um, and the way my mom. Would react to those things is yeah, for her, it was like end of conversation. She would just walk away, like, Mm -hmm. she would go in her room, and there was no talking to her after that. Like, I could go in and fight, but she was kind of like shut off to whatever I was saying.
1: Is that a Latinx thing? I guess so.
0: I I mean, it's been so long since I've argued with my mom in that way because I haven't lived with my mom in some, some time, but I can remember us getting into it and me, you know, I'm a very emotional person, so like. I'd get upset and she'd just walk away. And I would like walk run after her and be like, we're talking. Like, w- are we gonna like resolve this? Or like you said this and we said, you know, I said that. Yeah. And it was just completely shut down. And so I think that I had to really I almost had to like
1: console yourself. Console
0: myself and like give myself like. Comfort myself and and give myself answers, and to be like, okay, well, I feel like that that kind of like in a way like gaslit me in many ways. Like I started questioning, like what, like should I be this upset, or like what Mm -hmm. went wrong, or how can I fix this? And you know, as a as a as a young child, you know that that's kind of hard to you know if you think about it. Like that's a lot of feelings to hold on as like a twelve year old. and so I, I think now, I mean, even when you and I get into an argument, if if you walk away from me, which you don't really walk away from me, so I shouldn't say that, but like yeah. if you ever did, or if if I'm talking to someone and they do walk away from me, I get triggered by that because I'm like, I'm going back in time to when my mom used to do that. And like, for me, it's like, oh no, alert. Like yeah I get really like anxious because i'm like this conversation is going to end and i'm going to be left with those feelings.
1: You you do get triggered when you don't get the apology right away.
0: Yes, but we can go into like i think that's the way it was with my mom and how i deal with like conflict or how i want to be apologized like i think it caused a lot of i read that post that you were talking about and i feel like i fit in a couple of those yeah, buckets. Yeah. Um So it's just, it's, it's interesting how that, and it's, it's with anything, right? Like your childhood affects so many things in your life, but it's, it's really impacted the way I, I receive an apology and the way I give an apology. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So does that answer your question? That does, it does answer.
1: What about you? How was, how was it for you? (laughs) Well, I'll talk about how it was modeled. So I think my dad tried to have a healthier communication style in terms of talking through things. My mom didn't. Um, and neither one of my parents had were given the tools to to do that. As I'm sure your mom was not given the tools to yep. resolve conflict or mm-hmm. like process emotions. So that's, that's why they were the way that they were.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that was that was them doing their best. Mm-hmm. So when my parents would have an argument, my mom would just not talk to my dad for like a couple of weeks. Yeah. And then one day, all of a sudden, they would be like sitting down watching TV with each other, like talking to each other. And it would be like, oh, I guess that was result. Did they talk through it? Maybe. I, in, I never saw that part. Or I, I, at least I don't remember that part. But it was, it kind of felt like, okay, well, when people are upset, you can just like not talk to the person. And then once it blows over, like you can be all good again. Mm -hmm. And whenever my mom would get upset with me, she would not talk to me or if, or she would walk away from me. Mm -hmm. Or if I got upset with her and I said something, she would kind of mock it a little bit and then walk away and not talk to me. So for me, conflict resolution and the way I've processed it has been like, you say what you have to say and that will, the way I receive that will show up as like anxiety for me in my body or whatever. And then you leave and I deal with it on my own. So it's kind of like, I'm waiting for you to just like say what you have to say and then like walk away and move on. There's nothing that I need to do in response to that. I just need to be quiet. Mm -hmm. So I'm very bad at apologizing Mm -hmm. because I've had to like teach myself how to do that. So sometimes, I mean, just like, sometimes you're very mad and you're talking through things and I'm just sitting there quietly staring at you and you're like, why aren't you saying anything? Okay, but it's because I'm,
0: I'm not going like that. Well, but. not like that. I'm,
1: <laughs> I'm I'm like acting out her like upset. But she, you know, you are like, why aren't you saying anything? Are you? Mm-hmm. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's because I'm just that child again. That's like,
0: yeah, you do get quite mute in a sense. Like you're just kind of like, yeah, a stare.
1: Or sometimes even when I'm upset and someone's apologizing to to me, I try to rush them through it because I just it's like, oh my gosh, like. Like we're, we're not, that's not a thing right now. Like we got to move on from this. Mm-hmm. So that's how that was modeled for me. I would say similar to you. And I think this might be just like a good old X, or maybe trauma of like, my parents didn't up, like verbally apologize to me in the sense of like, Hey, I'm sorry that I treated you that way. It was just kind of like, it's blown over now. So let me just like, Do you want to go to the mall or like dinner? Like you said, dinner is ready. Or Mm -hmm. do you want me to make you a sandwich or Mm -hmm. whatever it may be? Like that's that's the way that it was. It's like you just wait for it to pass.
0: I'm just laughing because that's so like it's not okay. It's not. I'm just thinking back to all those times, and I'm like that she got so buried that it's still in my body, probably.
1: I mean, I still, I still feel it. I so like sometimes when you get upset about something, I just start feeling like very, very anxious because I'm like, oh my God, there's conflict. There's conflict. And that, that like those feelings of when I was a child come back and I feel like a deep sense of stress in my body.
0: Yeah. I guess that's what I feel then too. That when it happens, I feel very like I feel like a little just because I feel like I'm going to have to sit with those feelings by myself and I'm not going to get an apology or after this like burst of emotion happens is done. Like I have to sit with it. Yeah. And so I think that to what you're saying is probably why I get so emotional when something like that happens.
1: I think there's also like, there's like when, when, when you make me upset and And I'm owed an apology, and I just I I feel like really weird because there's this mix of emotions. There's like the this needs to be rectified, and like you need to know that you did something wrong. But I also feel that weirdness of like let's move this along. Like we don't need to like let's not stay in this. Let's move this along, which is not okay. And that also lives as stress in my body.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Versus like. Hey you did this and it upset me and then being like oh I'm so sorry I didn't I didn't it that wasn't my intention and I I apologize for doing that and this is how I'm going to do it better like right and then you move on it's still like you just I feel that stress mm-hmm. in my body but then there's also the when I do something and it causes an experience for you and I owe you an apology it's also feeling that like sense of shame
2: Mm -hmm.
1: The moment that you're like, I don't like that you did this, then it's like those same feelings come back up and it makes it hard to apologize because then it doesn't become about like, oh, I did this one thing wrong and I'm apologizing for that. It comes down to like, oh man, like this is going to be a big ordeal because this person's upset.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree on that. And I wonder, I'm thinking back, I I, I feel like I'm going blank with my childhood, but I'm wondering if when, when I was a kid, like think back to when you would get into fights with your siblings or like oh your family. Oh my gosh. Would your family, would your parents make you apologize or would they just shame you and being like, you made them feel bad, you did this. And then the conversation was over. I'm trying to think
1: back on that. I used to, my sister and I shared a room and we were, we are four years apart and we used to get into like physical fights where like we would throw things. It was not healthy. We would throw things at each other, like hit each other. And I don't ever remember apologizing to her when I was wrong or her apologizing to me when I was wrong. I just remember my mom threatening us, being like, I'm going to tie both of you up together if you're going to keep fighting like that. And it was just like, okay, well it's done. It's done. Yeah. It's done. Like we're we're not going to do that. That's kind of what I remember. I kind
0: of remember like my mom or even some of my uncles and aunts, like I, I took a village to raise us. Like I was definitely raised by my mom, but also like my aun- aunts and uncles, um, where they're just like, if you keep doing this, like either we're going to take something away, or we're going to tie you together. Um, and I feel like for, for us, there were, there might've been a few times where I was told like, Hey, you have to apologize. But more often than not, it was more like, I feel like they were kind of shame tactics. Like
1: they are shame. T- it, it kind of feels like, like you don't need to apologize for things. Yeah. Like you just, you just have to like, like someone says their piece and because they get to like verbally abuse you because of their anger, like that's enough. You just have to take it and then you both move on.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that it was more like lecturing when something happened. I mean, like you did this wrong, you shouldn't do this. And then they'd walk away and then that would be it. And like you weren't even, like think about me and like Nikki. <laughs> like we're we're five years <laughs> apart. And like I'm like 10 years old and he's five. Like a little and, pumpkin. And, and he's like, what's going on? And you know, it's not like I'm sitting here like, I'm sorry, little brother. Like it was like, no, I would get scolded or he would get scolded. And then it was just like, okay, moving on. Like we, it was never like we hugged it out or we talked about it. It was just we'd get mad at each other and then time would pass and then it would be like it never happened but it was always still like deep down it was still there like you Mm -hmm. never actually resolved it yeah um and i'm sure that built resentment for multiple people um yeah but yeah it's just really intriguing to think about and how screwed up i am
1: like i I think a lot of us are screwed up when it comes to that and it's a cycle that we have to work really hard to to like address because i see a lot of things now about like you should apologize to your children when you do something wrong and i feel like if you were to tell a latinx parent back in the day apologize to your child they would laugh in your face yeah because it's like no i'm the parent
0: damn i need to ask my mom if she ever apologized to me now i'm really curious
1: (laughs) I don't remember being apologized to. Like, I do remember if, if I would
0: get upset, if I would cry in front of my mom, my mom would feel really bad. And I and I do, after time would pass, like, I, I feel like my mom would give me a hug or whatever. But if I was just trying to express like me being frustrated or like, I feel like I would get mocked or she would just walk away. Mm. Kind of similar to what you were saying, but it's kind of like.
1: If you're in deep pain, you get the attention, but if you are upset, it's kind of seen as like entitlement.
0: Yeah. And again, like you said, like the tools that they had and I don't, that that was the best they could do. I'm not sitting here like super frustrated and anything towards my mom or anything. Um, but it's just interesting to think about now as an adult.
1: It's yeah, it's, it's those little things that happen in your childhood, but they add up over time.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And it's not until you get curious about it that you figure out that it impacted you in a way that this is communication, right? Like apologizing is part of communication that it impacted your communication style in a way that you, you either want to address it or you're just like, fine. Like I'm fine with this, but I want to address it. Mm -hmm. So how are you working through that?
0: Just having this conversation. I think, I think I've think i been really challenged. I think I've been really challenged by it, by being in relationship with people, not only romantic, but just all relationships. I think being in a romantic relationship, it's more... I'm able to work on it more because it's like I spend my life like with you and there's more opportunities to get mad at each other because we're (laughs) sharing a space. Yes. And, and we're human. And I, and we're human. And I think, I think with friends or people that are acquaintances, it's awkward, right? Like you don't, you you never want to stir the pot. You just want to keep like, for me, I just want to keep everyone happy, good. Like, I don't want to deal with conflict. That means I have to get into my feelings. I don't want to offend. I don't know the other person's communication style or apology style as we're talking to here. Um, but I think the way I'm working through it is just like recognizing when I get upset, like asking myself what it is I actually need at this point in time Mm -hmm. versus just acting like, you know, better than anyone that when I get upset, like I could get be really irrational sometimes. And it's it's not because I'm sitting there purposely saying, let me be irrational so I can get Steph's attention. It's because it's almost like I don't know how to regulate my feelings when I'm upset. Like, mm-hmm. I just, it, there's so much happening. Like, I'm so angry and then I'm sad. And, like, I'm trying to understand why you did what you did. Why are you laughing?
1: <laughs> because... You're a Scorpio, and I think that just says a lot to anyone who, like, believes in astrology and knows Scorpios. I'm going to make a sweeping generalization. Scorpios feel their feelings very intensely. Mm -hmm. So your sadness is the sadness of the world.
0: Totally. And I feel that.
1: Imagine feeling (laughs) that shit (laughs) all the
0: time for, like, anything. Anything. Um, But I think take that and combine that with, like not being able to like regulate those feelings on like Mm -hmm. what's happening. And I think for a long time and a lot of ex-girlfriends will probably like speak to this is like, I get mad or I get angry and I, I, it's almost like I'm asking for too much and it's because I'm trying to process what it is I actually need. So for me, it's like, when I get upset, I want to understand why you did what you did, how it's never going to happen again. Mm -hmm. And I want accountability. I think that's like First and foremost, like accountability is super huge for me. Um, so to answer your question, it's it's really like sitting with what's happening and being very present with like those feelings, and then also like talking it through with you and being like, "Hey, this is what I need right now," and you being receptive to that. And so it's it's consistency. It's like being doing that more than once. Um, and just getting curious kind of like that post that you posted the other day was super super insightful i was just like wow this is this is great like i feel like i fit like i fit into a lot of those buckets and i felt very seen by it and i think the more that we talk about it and 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 normalize it the more we'll get curious and and really educate ourselves around like what it is that other people are feeling and also what it is that we need but i think that you need to be able to have the environment and the people around you to really support that because i don't think i can do that by myself i don't mm. think i mean if i'm if i'm trying to if i have a conflict with somebody and they're not receptive to the way that i need to be apologized to it's like i'm i'm going to gaslight myself i'm going to go through that whole and i'm going to sit with those feelings so it's important to be around people who are open to hearing what it is that you need yeah so uh presence curiosity and and having the right um community around you yeah people who are kind of like like like-minded in that sense yeah is it similar for you or would you say that you work through it um in a different way
1: so i think Because I would run away from conflict. And also because I knew that I was like upset about something, but I didn't know what I was upset about. I just knew that I was upset about something because I suppressed my feelings for so long. I'm still working through awareness of building awareness of what I'm feeling, being able to identify that and how that lives in my body. And once I have that awareness, being able to understand what I need to rectify that situation, what I need from myself and what I need from the person that I felt created that experience for me that made me upset or angry or hurt, whatever it may be. So I've been working through that in therapy, of course, and building awareness of my feelings, mindfulness, mm-hmm. um, building self-esteem to be able to um, express those feelings when I do have them. And not necessarily like back down from them. Um, And then I think the piece that I'm more recently working on is understanding what it is that I need. So like there were times where you and I would have an argument and you would apologize. And then you would ask me, what do you need? And I would get so mad Mm -hmm. because I would be like, she's trying to catch me in something. Like, What is she doing? Um, and you know I would get really impatient and and upset, and you would be like, "I can apologize, but I can't fix the situation moving forward if you don't communicate to me what it is that you need." Right. And I'd be like, "This motherfucker! Like, <laughs> I don't want to express that. Like, I don't." But it's because I didn't know. Mm-hmm. So I was coming to you at the point where I knew that I was upset, and that I needed an apology but I didn't know in what way I needed that apology to feel better. Cause sometimes I didn't feel better. Yeah. And I didn't know what I needed moving forward. Yeah. And I don't, I I don't necessarily think that I have to always express that because I don't necessarily need that as part of like my apology languages. Like I don't need you to tell me like, Hey, this is how I'm going to change it. I, I recognize that this might change later on in life, but because, I didn't have my feelings validated as a child. And I've now grown to the point where I have the confidence and the awareness to know what I'm feeling and to express that and to to say, like, no, 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 this is my experience. And that my experience is my experience. It's not up for debate. Yeah. Now that I'm able to do that, at this point in my life, what I need is for that person to validate my experience Mm -hmm. and just apologize and show remorse Mm -hmm. for what caused that experience for me, that warrants an apology.
0: I think that's key. What you just said in that having the confidence and knowing that there's no, um, that you're going to someone and being like, this is the experience that I had. These are my feelings. And for them that regardless of what they say, that that's your experience. That even if they they go around, they're like, well, that wasn't my intention or well, this, this isn't that. Like at the end of the day, it was still your experience. And I think that you and I have even caught ourselves in that cycle where, you know, I'm saying something and you're like, well, I didn't mean to do that. And I'm like, we're not going there. It's not about what mm-hmm. you meant to do. It's about what actually happened mm-hmm. and vice versa. I catch myself doing that all the time where you're expressing yourself and I'm like, and I think that we need to stop that as like human beings because I think it's we 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 feel shame when somebody's mm-hmm. like you caused this or you caused me pain, and the automatic response is like go into defense mode, like well that's not what I meant and this isn't this, and that and kind of like gaslighting and doing all that other stuff instead of listening. I think we need to listen more. Just sit in it and really hear somebody and being like, man, I caused them pain, but this isn't about me. Yeah. This is this is about them. So what it is? What is it can that I can do? To help them feel better, yeah, and then you can go back and reflect on like why, even though that wasn't in your intention, like what went, what weren't went wrong there and how you can fix that. But I think that's so key to like have that confidence because I think that's what has stopped me at least from bringing up things to people that have bothered me because I know they're gonna gaslight me or they're gonna make it about them or they're gonna talk about intention and they're gonna do all this shit. And I don't have the patience yeah. or the energy for that. And 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 at that time I didn't have the confidence that I would go in there and come out more confused than I went in and being like, oh, well, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like they did this and that. Where in, in fact, I, I still feel like shit.
1: Yeah. I think it's so the uh this this pr art talks about um your apology languages, which is similar to like love languages, talks about, you know, the ways in which you feel loved. And Jess and I have done an episode on this where we talk about our love languages. Apology language is also important because you're able to ask for what you need. And I think, I think movies and the way that like conflict resolution is also portrayed in the media has really fucked us up because we see these shows and it's like someone does something that pisses the other person off and then that person that, that like was in the wrong just somehow knew what to say to that person and like mm-hmm. it was all better. And unfortunately, that's just not the way life works. We are human. We evolve. And it is inhumane for me to expect that Jess or any person in my life is going to know at any moment what it is that I need. Yes, I will have like an apology language and I can express to Jess what that is, but there are certain times where it's something that she does wrong may warrant for me to ask, like, I want to know how you're not going to do this moving forward. Mm -hmm. Or for me to share with Jess, like, I'm at a point in my life where I need my feelings to be validated and I need to see remorse that you are really listening to my hurt and that you are really thinking about your actions and how that caused me hurt. Because if you leave it up to the other person to express their apology in the way that they can do it best. You might not walk away feeling great and it might cause you like more grief. So this, this person talks about the different apology languages and how there are five categories, expressing regret, accepting responsibility, making restitution, genuinely repenting, requesting forgiveness. So with expressing regret, they say the apology is best done by actually verbalizing your sorry. People who fall in this category want to hear that you understand how you hurt them and that you regret what you've done. They want you to acknowledge how you've affected them emotionally. Mm -hmm. The second is accepting responsibility. This one is about um, people in this category don't want to know why you did what you did, which is what Jess was just talking about. They want you to own up to the impact of what you did. Your intentions don't really matter at this point. Don't try to justify your actions. And this is hard because if someone and this is also why this is helpful. If 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 like I express to you like a big part of my apology language is that I need you to accept responsibility. That's also important for you to understand so that you can check yourself of like this person I'm only going to upset this person more and hurt them knowing that they don't want to hear excuses or they're not interested in understanding why I did what I did. They're just interested in me owning up to the fact that I did something to hurt them and apologizing. Mm -hmm. So that's important. Three is genuinely repent. People in this category want to know how you plan to change your behavior so that it doesn't happen again. I call this the Jess. (laughs) This is more about being action-oriented and committed to changing. Words don't mean much unless it's a plan of action. Four is making restitution. Restitution. This is where some explanations will be helpful. People in this category want to know why it happened, but more importantly, they want to know you still care and are willing to do whatever they need in order to show it. Knowing their love language is essential here. Mm -hmm. So some people, right, like for some people, it may work that like you do an act of service for them.
2: Yeah.
1: Right? Like, Jess, I'm so sorry that like I do sincerely apologize that I've raised my voice at you. Um, especially after you've had a stressful day. I was having a bad day myself, but I shouldn't have acted that way. Why don't you relax on the couch and I'll make you some cookies, right? Mm -hmm. That That might- Can you do that? (laughs) Right? Like that's not going to work for me. But you know, like that might work for some people. And last but not least is request forgiveness. Um, This is about, this isn't about feeling entitled to forgiveness, but directly asking for it and giving them time to decide to grant it or not. It's up to them and you have to respect that, right? Some people, Jess is the type of person who needs time to work through her feelings. So even if like, I apologize, she's not going to be like, she's not going to turn it around right away and be like, okay, let's move forward. So she needs that time. It doesn't mean that like, we still need to continue fighting. And this is where sometimes, um, those types of like interactions can turn really toxic where like you apologize to someone and you feel that because you apologize to them and you put yourself in a vulnerable position that they're supposed to forgive you and move on. Yeah. And then you start nitpicking and fighting with them because they didn't accept your apology. And that just doesn't turn out well. And I think it's important this is why it's really important for you to be able to know what it is that you need, what your apology language is, and to be able to express that so that there, you can remove the confusion, yeah. right? And so that I know, like, I'm apologizing to Jess and I'm like, I apologize that I caused this experience for you. I, you know, moving forward, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to be more mindful of X. And Jess might be like, okay. And she might go and sit by herself for a little bit. And I have to learn how to respect that. Yeah, it's a lot. It's hard being an adult. It's hard being an evolved. I'm not going to say evolved. That's the wrong word. I take that back. It's, it's hard working through these Things and breaking cycles that you don't want to continue in your life or pass down to future generations yep
0: because it forces you to deal with your shit and have the space to take on someone else's like needs and that's a lot because sometimes those contradict
1: each other so and that and it's it is not easy because if I think about the way that Jess and I would um deal with conflict before like oh my god <laughs> Jess would be upset for like 20 days at least No, you would be upset for like an hour over something but you 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 took the emotion and you felt it so strongly that it was like wait I had the last piece of chocolate and you're like flipping out about this but you were feeling so many emotions that you didn't know how to express and I would be like I didn't understand why. So I would be like, I'm not fucking apologizing for this. Like, what the? And then I would apologize and be like, okay, I apologize. Like, come on, let's move on. And it it just, it wasn't working. And it was just like so much unnecessary. I mean, yeah, We've, we've evolved. I mean, we've just gone through a
0: lot and have really had to get very honest with each other and, you know, do the work, like get very curious. And listen to each, listen to each other. Yeah. I don't think we were listening to each other then. We were just trying to like,
1: cool. Sorry. Yeah. Let's keep going. I didn't mean to do that. This is why I did it. Yeah. Right. I think it's, this is a good exercise. If you did not get to see that post, we will reshare it again Mm -hmm. um, in our stories. And just like sit back and get curious as to what it is that you need when someone does something that upsets you or that hurts you or or whatever it may be where you need or would like an apology and maybe experiment with it. Maybe if you don't, if you're not sure, maybe express that like, you know what, Jess? Like you really pissed me off and I don't like that. And that made me feel disrespected. And I, I, like what I would love to see is I, I want you to, apologize and i want you to tell me why you did that Mm -hmm. and see if that feels good or maybe that doesn't feel good and what you need is something else but that's important and then once you know that you can express it to people ask your friends to do the same it doesn't just have to be your partner you can understand your friends
0: yeah apology languages i want to make sure that people listening this isn't just for people in relationship this is for well in any type of relationship i've I've had to you know we've talked about like tough conversations and and it has to do with this co- like conflict resolution I've you know I've gotten pissed at friends or or co- even a colleague um so, you know someone who pissed me off and he had to come you know he came to me and apologize and we talked through it and I actually practiced this I was like hey like I hear what you're saying but what I really need to understand is why you did this and 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 kind of talking through that and that was kind of my way of practicing, like not only like honoring my feelings, but also like trying to understand what it is I actually needed, because I think at that point I needed something different than I typically need. And so it's important to test this out in different scenarios, as long as you feel comfortable doing that, mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. there's one thing for sure, like that is going to definitely happen is conflict, like This this isn't never going to not happen unless you bury yourself and you're just like a a yes person and you say yes to everything and you bury all your shit. It's going to come up. So it's important to just like practice that in any way that you can, whether that's through therapy, through someone you trust, your partner, a parent, friend, whatever. Super important.
1: (sighs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a lot. It's heavy stuff. Yes. But necessary work. So thank you all for listening.
0: Yes. Yes. I hope everyone found this helpful. And yes, practice, 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 and get curious. Um, read up on this. Look it up. Google it. Do all the things. But All of the things. Till next time.
1: Bye. Peace.